everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going into the alliterative green... What other adjectives can you describe the games of Friedman Freeze? Uh, I think those are the two big ones. Uh, we're going to be reviewing a Friedman Freeze game called Fuji Flush. If you're ever all at all familiar with Friedman Freeze, um, he's done some very well-known games, and he usually has some sort of alliteration there, or the color green plays a big part in his designs as well. It tends and to be the letter F. F. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely F, yeah, because he's his FF, Friedman Freeze, so he mimics that, and then uh, he's really into green <laughs> as well, so that makes usually plays a big role in the art design of his games. And this one really goes whole hog on that, I would say. <laughs> there is even the colors that aren't green. I feel like there's like a tint of green in there. The yellow is actually like a greenish yellow. The blue is a greenish blue. Um, and this, uh, did I mention the name of the game? I did, Fuji Flush. All right, so this game came out in 2016. It is a game of cards. Uh, it was art. The art was designed by Harold Leisky uh, or Liski. I always am terrible with those German names, so I apologize if that is incorrect. And it plays three to eight players. It's a rather quick game. Um, Board Game Geek rates it at about 10 to 20 minutes. I'd say that's about right. Um, in our experience, when we played this, we were playing with four. That's the only place to play number I played with, but we were well within that. And um, as we got more used to it, we you know we played it a lot faster. So I'd imagine with eight, you're still not going to be pushing too far past the 20 minute range in this game. After uh, after the first one, for sure, you get it down. But uh, there's this is a little simple game, so there's really not much more for me to say at this point outside of let's learn how to play it, and then we can talk more about the details. All right, uh, you did not. I, I don't know if you mentioned that it's from Stronghold Games. That's oh, I didn't. My bad. I, but I'm, I totally I'm sure, missed but... that. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're uh, I so playing that. the game. Uh, you're going to take the deck. There's basically just one deck full of numbers in it. Uh, you shuffle it. Uh, and then you'll deal every player, depending on the number of players, either six cards or five cards. Five cards is if you're playing with uh, seven or eight players. You're, uh, it's a little bit tougher to get rid of cards. This is a card-shedding game, in a way. Uh, not so much like other card-shedding games. It's kind of like Uno in a card-shedding game. But uh, there's a little bit more like, a little bit more strategy to it. Uh, in the deck, I mentioned it's numbered... I may not have mentioned this, but anyway, it's numbered 2 through 20, uh, but that is not an even amount of each. Uh, there are a lot more of the lower-numbered cards than there are of the higher-numbered cards. So, for example, uh, there are 16 2-cards and 12 3-cards, but there are only two 15-cards, and there is only one 16, 117, 118, 119, and 120. Uh, so there's a lot more of the numbers that are lower, a lot less of the higher numbers. Uh, and on a turn, what's going to happen is starting with some player. I think I think they say ran- uh, start with a random player. I could be wrong, but I don't see why. It, it doesn't really matter. Uh, they will play <laughs> a card. They can play any card they want to. This is not a trick-taking game. You don't have to worry about any of that. Uh, they play any card they want to. They play it face up, and they basically say whatever number it is. The following person can play, again, any card they want to, but it may have ramifications on the previously played cards, and it may even have ram- ramifications on the card they play. Uh, whatever number they play, if they play a number that is higher than any of the numbers that are currently placed face up in front of other players, uh, then those players that have a lower number in front of them, their card goes into a discard pile and they have to r- draw a new card into their hand. Uh, if they played something that was lower than some other player, 
nothing special happens. The person that played a card doesn't lose their card, and all the people that have higher numbers don't get to, have to do anything there. If they play a number that matches the number on someone else's card, they essentially bolster their card. Uh, it it adds to that grouping. Uh, as and when I'm usually playing, we usually say, "Hey, anybody want to join the two club uh, or something like that?" So <laughs> yeah. you'll play something. Uh, so for example, if someone started with a two. Uh, which is, again, the lowest card. Someone else could follow with another two if they want to, but they wouldn't say two. They would actually say the combined total of all of those two cards now. They would say four if they played a two. So now the, both your two and the previous two now count as a four. So now if someone played a three, even though the three is bigger than each individual two, since it's in a group or a club or whatever you want to call it, it is not actually higher than that two because the two is actually now a four. And if that person, instead of playing a three, they would have played another two. Now those twos are actually sixes. Uh, so if, say, for example, let's say someone led with, uh, a five, then someone after that plays a two, nothing happens to the five. Then someone else plays another two, now it's a four. Still nothing happens to that five. And then it gets to the next person and they play a two, now that's a six, which means that six is now higher than that five. And that person who played the five has to now discard their five and draw a new card put in their hand, all right? Uh, if it ever comes back to you and your, once it comes back to you, if your card that you played is still in front of you, you discard that card and you don't draw a new card. And this is how you get rid of cards. You have to get, have your card not be in front of you once it comes back to you. Uh, there is another way of getting rid of a card and not having it have to come back to you. That is if you were in a grouping uh, with somebody. So let's say someone played a two and then you followed with a two. If it gets back to that first person who played that two and they haven't gotten rid of their card, everyone who is in that grouping will get rid of their cards and none of them will draw a card. So that that is that that's pretty much every rule. The goal of the game is to just get rid of all of your cards in your hand plus the card that is in front of you. Uh, so this is a game of very much like paying attention to how much people still have in their hands. Once it gets near the end for somebody, people are like, oh, they only got one card. We got to knock them out. We can't. And then don't don't group with them. They played a three. Don't you play a three or else then, <laughs> and, you know, it's just there's a lot of a lot of tension, a lot of like backstabbing going on. You, why'd you do that? Why? Why? Someone someone's got to have an eight. Someone, please play it. Someone play higher than a 14. Someone someone's got to have something that beats a 14. Come on. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the entire game. Whoever gets rid of uh, all their cards first. If multiple people get rid of their cards at the same time, uh, which could happen if, say, two people played their last card and they were in that same group, uh, they would both, if it comes back and they each got rid of that card, uh, they would both win or all win, depending on how many people were in that group who also have no cards left. Uh, so it can win in a tie, which I've actually had happen. Um, yeah, that's it. That's everything. <laughs> yep, that is it. It is a pretty straightforward little game. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that, that is <laughs> that's Fuji Flush in a nutshell. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so yeah, this game is this one is an interesting one. This is one that the first time we played it, I was kind of like, eh, you know, eh. <laughs> it's one of those games that there is luck involved, of course, because it is a game of going around the table and trying to 
um, top cards, and you're always based your your strategy is contingent upon, of course, what cards you're drawing or what your hand is and how you're going to go. And and we played the first one, and it was it was okay. And I, I kind of was like, nah, nah, all right, you know, didn't really didn't really stand out for me. But then we then we played again, and I think we played even the third time. And as we played, I started getting more into this game and really really enjoying it. Um, I think that the trick here is to not. Uh, to understand it for what it is, it is a quick, light card game that has the great reputation, or not reputation, great characteristic. It's got a good reputation as well. One of those pure <laughs> games. Uh, great characteristic. One that you wouldn't of- mind your son dating. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Happy to have them over for dinner. Um, but uh, the great characteristic of playing three to eight people. So I, I love those games that can encompass and still function uh, appropriately at a high player count. And this is one of those. Although I've only played with four, I don't see any reason why it would diminish at higher player count. And in fact, I bet it would get even more fun because of the fact that you can team up with other people. And, and that's part of this game. So I, I, I just really enjoyed it. I mean, it's nothing super groundbreaking, but like... Friedman Freeze has a really good ability um, to, like Phil Walker Harding, to take mechanisms that you've seen before and even broad structures that you've seen before of games and just kind of put a little twist on them. A slight sort of off-of-center view in on this game makes it much more fun, and that really is the ability to team up and cancel each other's cards. The way you do that is really engaging, and it does open up a few more strategy options that takes this game from just a luck-based, let's play the top card, almost like a big game of war, to more of a, okay, now this is more socially, a more communal game where I have to try to maybe lobby for someone to do something or lobby yeah. for uh, someone not to do something and and <laughs> also play my hand of cards. And so it, become, it just suddenly takes up a huge other level to a much more interactive game. And that that really, really grew on me. This is one of the... One second, excuse me. Isaac, I'm, I'm recording. This is one of the games that I really keep thinking about. I don't know why, but, but, but Fuji Flush has just been on my mind since we played it a bunch, just thinking about the game and thinking about different ways to do it. Just It would just pop up in my, my head. So I feel that that's a good sign. But I'm curious to see, or for you to say, like, did you have a similar experience? Were you, did you like it right away? Were you kind of nonplussed? Did it grow on you? Or did you like, how, how did your thought process go? I mean, I first saw this game and like, I was watching something on the internet. They were like doing a, a games like marathon type thing, and this was one of the games that popped in. And I didn't, I didn't hear the rules of it. I just kind of saw them playing it, and I, it, it looked kind of meh to me. I never really under it, it from from first sight. It looks kind of like a, a drab game. You kind of mentioned that you know it, there doesn't seem to be a lot to it, but there there's just something intrinsic about it that just works really well it's so simple but it's not so simple that you're like oh yeah exactly it is a game where the first two three times that we played this there are still people going wait i don't i don't quite understand like if if you're not completely there it's just like wait am i am i supposed like i most of the time when i'm playing i'm making sure everyone's following all the rules properly because people sometimes they're just like wait i i wasn't like people are playing real quick i'm like you can't play that fast people need to have time to cancel out their cards and discard stuff and people get really i've had so many games where people are like oh but i played the three yeah i need to cancel you i'm like no hold on wait we have to go back like two stages that person needs to discard and draw 
card. And then right, this person right. needs it. Or like, because it's easy. Sometimes it's easy to not catch. Wait, oh, wait, I got eliminated. I didn't notice that. And it's, but you you need to be paying attention to the game. But you can totally kind of get lost in like, the psychology and the and the banter that are that is going on throughout the game, and there's definitely plenty. I think the first few times we played this, and I hadn't played it that much uh, when we were playing, we were and, and not not me because I don't drink, but we were all slightly <laughs> inebriated. My wife especially, and she was just there was just something where she's like nothing was quite clicking, and every time she's <laughs> like, "What can I play now? You can play anything. It is not like a oh, yeah. trick-taking <laughs> game where you can only play spades. There's nothing like right. you like, and the color, cards have different colors, and so some people are like, "Wait, does the blue thing? I'm like, the blue doesn't make a difference at all. Like people nothing? think there has to be more rules to this than there is for it to actually mean something, but it it doesn't exactly what it is does wonderful things when it when it's played because it's just it, you're like can i get away with it can so, is someone gonna join my three club that is that's exactly <laughs> what we need and i can get rid of this stupid three that i've been holding on to forever uh but it's really it's really nice and then eventually those people that are just like wait what can i they eventually go oh no 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 something just it clicks it's not something you can teach because when you teach it they're like yeah i get it i know all the rules but there's they don't fully understand it but eventually it hits them and they're like oh okay and then they start getting into a groove and even though it's a really easy groove it's it's a lovely groove it's like when you're playing a video game and you get into what they call the groove it's just like oh all right it's it's that it's you can't really quite explain it until you experience it and it's just a really nice place to be and it's an easy place to get to in this game and it's just super fun and I really like it. And uh, to what you were saying, you didn't get to play too many. You only got to play a four-person game. It does. It plays a lot better uh, with a. I think I played a seven-player game once. It plays really nicely uh, with more people because you can get more people on those big things, and you also have the opportunity to cancel out things that you can't usually cancel out in a four-person game. If someone plays a twenty, it's a lot harder to get someone to play you know, a, a 10 and then match that 10 and then match that or to play, you know, two 11s in a row where in, in an eight person game, there is a good chance you might cancel out someone who played a 20 card. You know, it's, it's not as hard. I've, I've had ones that go up to 30 or 40 because people are able to match those things. Right. And it's just like, God, okay, what are we going to do now? Like there are times where you're just like, Oh no, they've got the win. And then all of a sudden someone goes 33 and you're like, I did not see that coming. Oh my God. (laughs) I might still win this. Okay. I'm still in it. Here we go, boys. And so it's, it's really, it's just, there's anything can happen. And it's, really lovely and i like the game for that and that's all the game really needs to be and it does it very well yeah yeah i i would love to play this at a higher play account try it out i could totally see that because that is such a fun core of it i i can't imagine like th- about three plays fine but it it the ability like you like where you ended there and just mentioned how it's easier to get those matches and suddenly form a team that is the most fun part of this game, and and that is <laughs> such a satisfying thing because your luck. It's it's one of the best ways to diminish the luck of your hand too. Like we, we a lot of things that you'll say at least in the four player count that happened to us. There's a lot of uh, rallying to join the two and three club <laughs> because your twos and threes <laughs> are just really hard to get rid of, and so 
if you can if you can jump on the bandwagon or start the bandwagon and get other people to jump on, well, then you got it. And there's aspects to this game that reminds me of Parade with the strategy of when you get rid of your high cards and when you get rid of your low cards. Yeah. So obviously your high cards are easier to get rid of, just like in Parade, but your low cards, there's a trick to a, to getting rid of those, and you have to seize your moment and realize, ooh, now's a good time. I should I should make a go for getting rid of this. And th- there is that here very much. It's obviously a different structure, but it's the same feel of managing those high and low cards. And having that option to jump on a bandwagon and suddenly make your low cards a high card, oh, that's really fun. And if it works, it's great. And if it doesn't, oh, well, you just get one card back. You're still in the game. <laughs> you still can try again. Um, <clears throat> but it's, yeah, it, it's just a surprisingly fleshed out idea. I, I really didn't see it at first. And I can understand why people maybe i haven't i hadn't really heard of this game until you brought up or people haven't heard of it or maybe people kind of shy away from it is that it doesn't stand out at all the art style is so it's interesting but it very much looks like i, I don't even know how to describe it. it looks like something from the 80s that uh um, looks like something from the slept. 60s or something like yeah that, oh yeah like, yeah Ooh, look at my new kitchen floor you know right <laughs> exactly yeah it looks like a vinyl style <laughs> print or something uh it it doesn't stand out at all it's clear for what it is and once you start playing it's great in functionality but it's not anything that people are going to be like that game looks amazing they're going to be like that is a game (laughs) and you are playing it (laughs) and so it kind of diminishes what you think it's going to be and the first play i think i was influenced by that art style and sort of like all right this looks like kind of a slap together game uh, of cards, of course, the easiest thing to do: design a game of just cards. Okay, and then uh, and and so I was kind of not looking for something, but there was just enough. And then when we played again, it really started clicking, and then clicking and clicking. And I really, like I said, I just keep thinking about this game and and the strategies in this game. And I I would wholeheartedly agree that this does it what it does very very well. Um, yeah. So anyway, this is Fuji Flush is a really good recommend. I think it fits a really nice area of your library of a game that you can play eight people really well a game that doesn't break down at eight is not a social deduction game has a lot of social interaction though and is not contingent though on you like selling stuff you know what i mean like a lot of those big games people shy away from because of the fact that they're not comfortable in that situation that's understandable the only thing you really have to sell here is getting in the two club and that's gonna be an easy sell (laughs) sell join the two club Right. That's going to be a pretty easy sell if other people have that, too. So it's not like you have to really do much convincing of, of other people. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this fits a good niche of, of a big group game that you can use as a filler or a warm-up. The other nice thing about the vibe of this game is that if you're using it as a warm-up, it has a lot of those game elements that really do get you warmed up for a deeper game. And, and those components or those um, mechanisms – excuse me – are here in a, in a in a variety of ways. There's a little bit of pu- there's push your luck, of course, but there's also teamwork. There's also strategizing on when to make your move and a little bit of engine building. Not really, but but I think you can kind of quantify that as your own little strategy engine that you're developing in a very very minimal way. But it's a kiss of it, let's just say, but enough to kind of reference when you're getting into other games. So I could see this as a, a begin the night game. I could see this as a between game games, and I could see this as an end of the night. And we got a little bit of time. Let's play something fun game. So yeah, really really happy and really surprised with Fuji Flush. Okay, uh, who would not like this game? I, you know, I, we, as usual, I think it's if you're just hate card games, but more appropriately, if you don't like push your luck. But this is another one where there is enough to offset that, where you never feel like totally just 
underwhelmed or frustrated because you're not getting the right yeah. cards. There are avenues out of that in this game that offset that feeling for sure. So even if you are a little bit hesitant about those games, I would I would suggest giving this a try because A, it's quick, and B, there's enough here that offsets that that you don't really notice it that much. Um, let's see. What else? I, I can't, those are the only two big things I can think of. Uh, is there anything you could think of that would really – I mean, maybe unless you don't really hate 60s vinyl flooring style art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, uh, it, 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 it's – for what it is, it – I can't see someone not um, unless you're really looking for something with meat on it. Again, mm-hmm. I, I it's 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 not super meaty, but it's not supposed to be something meaty. And I it's it play it's 15 minutes long at at its most probably. So you know it's it's good. It's it's something that you should at least play at least play it for three games because you might not like your first game. You might not quite get. You might not click it. Once you get to that third game, if you don't like it after your third game, then you're probably not going to like this game. If you like it, if you're like, wait a minute, by your third game, then you're going to like this game. That's basically the way. Just play it three times at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would I would second that. Like I said, the, your first playthrough and similar experience, it, it can be like, eh, nothing special. And I, I didn't do well, so this game sucks. Or or maybe I did win, but I really don't <laughs> understand how I got there. <laughs> but um, But it is better than it appears at first blush for sure. Um, who would like it? I, I think this is a great one for a Friedman Freeze fans. This is very much in his kind of, it feels like a game of his for sure in art style and design. But, um, also I just think any, any gamer would really appreciate this game. I think this is one that is pretty broadly applicable to gamers. There's nothing really that's going to be a, a huge turnoff if you're a regular gamer who enjoys trying different games. And this would probably be kind of a, a surprise <laughs> because the art style, like I said, is doing its best to make it feel like a very drab game <laughs> in a way. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I feel like I'm ragged on the art style here, but uh, <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, okay. Would your mom like it, though? The more important question. The most important question. Ugh, this is a tough one. I feel like there might be like one step too high of interconnected strategy i think what your mom would love about this is the rallying people to get on your your join the two club side i think she would really be into like ah two club anybody who wants to join the two club uh i think that would really be she would enjoy that and i think she would enjoy um you know this this kind of inverted trick taking style i just don't know if the cancel you out type of thing would be frustrating or annoying to her or not so i'm gonna put this one as a maybe yes Okay, I am putting this one as a yes. I'm sure at the nice. at the beginning, right. at the outset, I think she'd be like on the maybe club. Like right. she would definitely be like my wife was in the beginning of the game of being like, wait, what can I play? I don't understand this yet. Hold on. Now that I'm getting am – while I'm getting rid of this, do I have to draw a new one? Like the, the – wait, I'm, you told me to get rid of it. Do I need to draw something? I don't quite <laughs> – under. I'm not there yet. I think by the fifth game, my mom would be all – over this game and then if i ever gave her this game as a present or something like that this would be definitely a game where she'd be calling me going hold on wait a minute remind me again how the rules work (laughs) but she, i i can definitely see her enjoying this game a lot nice um yeah nice i'm glad I, i feel like i would i would enjoy playing this game with your mom Oh yeah, so then, definitely. I yeah. I totally want to play this game with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's good. All right, cool. Good. We're back on the positive track with the games, or at least we've got a one-run streak here, or one success one-run streak. streak. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is Fuji Flush, everybody. I think it is definitely worth a checkout. Uh, I, I, what, did you pick yours up at a local game store? Uh, yeah, I did. I picked it up yeah, at a local game store. I did not order I've, it. I feel like I've seen this around. I, I never was looking for it until we played, but I, I, th- I feel like I have seen this around. So I'm sure you could get it there. You can get it it's, online, it's here too, of course. Yeah, it's not like yeah. – it's not I don't see it popular. everywhere. I don't see it everywhere, but I can't, I'll see it like in probably like 50% of the places I go to. Yeah. Um, the uh, the For the cost of the game, I feel like it's – you know it just as a reference point, on Amazon, it's like 14 bucks. I'm sure it's right around 15 or so in your local game store. So for the cost of it, I definitely think you'll get your money worth for sure here. it, it, it uh, It's one that you're going to play a few times at least, and, and I think it's very worth it in that sense. So definitely check this one out. It's really worth it. Another good Friedman Freeze take on a uh, trick-taking sort of <laughs> inverted trick-taking card game. It's not a right, shedding game at all. If anything, it's, it's a shedding it game. Of, <laughs> it's a shedding game. You're right. You're right. You're right. There's, there's a word for that. It's a shedding game. It's a card shedding game. Um, so, yes, it is a, it's a good Freeman Freeze card shedding game. Trick-taking unrelated. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Yeah, definitely check this one out. Um, and uh, then you can let us know what you think about it. Because I'm really curious if everyone has that similar experience of, like, eh, and then... I don't know why, though, but I, I am up for another game. It didn't – it was like, eh, but sure, I'll play one more. And then you're like, eh, okay, sure, I'll play one more. And then, yeah, let's play another one. I'm the <laughs> one suggesting it this time. <laughs> and so that's sort of one of those weird ones. But uh, all right, guys, that will do it for us. I once again have an excuse instead of a catchphrase. And my excuse this oh. week is that my six-year-old is going back to in-person school, and it has been kind of a crazy week. And, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty solid, pretty solid excuse for my uh, lack of – effort in the catchphrase category (laughs) so uh one of these days i will get my button gear and uh try to get a catchphrase back on track have my wife help me she's awesome at those but until then you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways uh of course at twitter and instagram at at twitter at twitter and instagram at twitter and instagram on Twitter and Instagram, at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you guys and see what you're playing right now. Uh, But until then, thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you all on the next episode. Bye. (laughs) 